Hey guys, it's Dr. Beard again, and I have a very, very special guest with me today. Um, I have Annie Hill, who is one of our health coaches. Health coach extraordinaire, as I often refer to her. (laughs) And um, today we're going to talk about how to feed your kids on a budget, Mm -hmm. but do it in a healthy way. And um, if anybody knows how to do this, it's Annie Hale. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Annie, but before we get started, you know what we've got to do. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man, so I don't do no drugs. All right, okay, then we're back, and you know what i got to do now. Uh, this content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide medical advice or to take the place of medical advice or treatment from a personal physician. And I'm not your personal physician. <laughs> I might be. I don't know. You're mine. <laughs> in, in fact, yes, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I met Annie, how long ago was it? 2015, 14, maybe. Probably eight. Probably eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a patient of mine mm-hmm. at the very beginning of my functional medicine journey. Mm-hmm. And I remember Annie talking to me about coconut oil. And as a dietitian, I was like, you know, we were always taught that that was um, just horrible for you. Stay away from it at all cost. And you were using it. And I was just like, well, she looks pretty healthy. <laughs> so, um, you know, and you, I remember you talking to me about things like, you know, using nat, going natural. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? And, um, and so you kind of sparked some more interest um, for me in, in that area. And so glad you did um, because, it, you know, it allowed me to continue to um, look into those types of things. Mm. And, um, and so, like, here we are. Here we are. And when I, when I uh, first met Annie, she had six kids. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was, <laughs> was I was so impressed. Not just that she had six kids, but she was always so calm, put together, and did not look like she was, you know, just losing it. And I was like, this chick's got it going on. Um, and... I thought, okay, so who is going to be the perfect person to help me with this podcast today? <laughs> First person that came to my man, my mind was Annie Hale. Not just because you have six kids, but you mm. you work with our patients um, who have children who have issues mm-hmm. um, and who need to be you know need to clean up their diet mm. and um, and you've and you've done such a great job with so many of our patients in these situations. And uh, I'm going to let Annie kind of talk to you today about how she manages a family of eight and how she's able to um, feed them in a very healthy way on a budget. Mm. All right. Okay. So Annie, um, tell, just how do you do it? I'm Mm. still amazed at how, (laughs) how you can do this. Well, if you can hear in the background, I'm not currently doing it. My husband's doing it right now. And that's a big part of the equation is we are a team and God bless those mamas out there who are flying solo mm-hmm. and cooking, doing everything on their own. Um, I'm very blessed to have a husband who's, um, I've recently found out a better cook than I am. <laughs> very humbling, um, but very rewarding in many ways as well. So we're a team for sure. Um, and as far as how we do it, it has been such 
a learning process. I mean, our oldest is almost 18, so we've been doing this a long time. I know. It's still crazy. She's yes. almost old. Yes, and there was a time when she was little bitty that I was thinking um, an appropriate breakfast was French toast sticks, you know, out right. of the freezer section. And having to educate myself mm-hmm. um, as we had more and more children and, and their growing needs and my growing education in health and wellness right. over the past 18 years, mm-hmm. um, that has spurred a lot of change in our kitchen and then therefore in our health and in our bodies. And watching that, watching your children grow and not see them have uh, health struggles, not see them have weight struggles, mm-hmm. not see them have skin issues, mm-hmm. um, not see them struggle the way so many of their peers mm-hmm. are. They see that too as yeah. they get a little older, and um, and it they start paying attention. But as a parent, you know you're just you have an eagle eye on everything that your kid is is doing and how they're behaving and how they're looking on a particular day do they look a little tired or whatever and um i'd say as we've watched them over the years we have shifted and um, become more and more conscientious about how we're feeding them right so how we do it has changed dramatically over the last 18 years but i think it's become more and more simplified Mm -hmm. and sustainable and lord willing something that they take out of our home into yes. their own homes. Yes, You're, you've empowered them with a lot of great skills, knowledge, mm. and um, and habits that are only going to help them in the long term. Yeah. And it's not it's not just me being the bad guy here telling you, you need to feed your kids better. All right, right. I, there's a reason that I am always harping on this about mm. food is medicine. Stop feeding your kids poison because it most of it really is Mm. it's because you and I see the transformations that occur in a lot of children and even adults when they make these these changes which are often just kind of simple sometimes super simple we're not asking you just to start eating tofu Mm -mm. every day all right it's just being a little bit more conscientious about a certain uh, a few key things can make all the difference in the world absolutely and where it started with us um, was a very simple conversation and so if you don't know where to start as a parent in making changes um, this is one way to go about it is um, I brought out a particular box of food that obviously it's a processed food and then I brought out you know um, I think it was some type of, of vegetable and set it on the table and was like okay tell me which one is food let's just talk at the dinner table uh-huh. tell me which one's food you know and they're all like well they're both food well how do you know that well because we bought it at the grocery store ding yeah okay not everything sold to you in a store or a restaurant is actual food how do you know something's food and just teaching them that that's a mind shift it is a mind shift but even our youngest um, at eight will be like that's that's not food. It's yummy, but it's not food. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows that, I mean, that, that's incredible that an eight-year-old would take that away mm-hmm. and learn from that. Um, but, I mean, I'm not surprised your kids are super smart um, <laughs> and so cute, like oh. the cutest kids ever. Now, I know you're probably just rolling your eyes right now, but they really are. They're adorable, and they, like you said, they these kids don't, they're not sick. Right, right, they they're, are. 
they're, for the, the most part. None of them have weight issues. Right. They're very they're very active. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you, you and Kevin are great parents, and so mm-hmm. that plays a big part too <laughs> in their behavior as well. You know, so a lot of it is diet, but you know, sure. of course, the other things play a part as well. Sure, some good old discipline and um, and uh, good parenting. Um, so. You know, your, your youngest is about to be nine. Yes, on Thursday. And then your oldest is 18. Will be 18 we, in we'll February. Be February, mm-hmm. right. So that's quite the spread. Yes, it is. And do you have picky eaters? Oh, we've always had picky eaters. Different. Everyone goes through different stages. Some, Sometimes they're, you know, you know, one will be very, very picky for a month or two, and then they'll try anything. Mm-hmm. So we learn to quit relying on them to set the climate and you know and that we would just put it out there and if they're hungry they're going they're going to eat did you hear that did (laughs) did you hear that can you repeat that again annie yes if they are hungry they are going to eat (laughs) um and not being afraid because um if i'm afraid of them melting down and their behavior because they they didn't eat as much at a meal um well, what's their behavior going to be if I let them eat something that I know right. is not going to be great for them? And, and so, yeah, we have had picky eaters. And I think that we we uh, understand that. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's texture. Sometimes it's flavor. Um, we get it. Sometimes it's smell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's mom's in the kitchen <laughs> and not dad. They definitely <laughs> prefer him. I don't blame them. Um, See, so Annie's another one that will cook but isn't necessarily the top thing on your list Mm-mm. right no. and certainly not mine no even though i'm a dietitian yeah and yeah, uh, yeah i don't really care to cook yeah like to eat it don't care to cook it yeah i think we uh, yeah i enjoy studying i enjoy research i enjoy being with people and um and helping them and you know i don't i'm not one of don't please if you have the homeschool mom of six image in your head of me in the kitchen wearing an apron <laughs> for eight hours a day you ever worn an apron um, <laughs> accidentally maybe i did dress up as like a coffee shop owner one time and wore an apron and um, that's not me i, oh, I thought you're gonna say a french maid but anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay. Oh, okay um so yeah i'm i'm not that i do know where the organic canned vegetables are i do know where all the the chopped, pre-chopped, pre-peeled, frozen produce is. I do know the simple hacks um, and do feel like that if I, a busy mom of six, um, all of them are schooled within our home, um, active in ministry with my husband, love Mm -hmm. my job as uh, one of your health coaches, and don't love to cook, if I can help make sure this happens in our household, Really, anyone can. And on a budget, too. And on a budget. We all have budgets. Gracious, yes. You know? And it can get expensive. And I know everybody wants to say, you know, well, I, I can't eat organic. It's mm-hmm. too expensive. I would say it's too expensive not to do. You you may pay for it now. You can either pay for it a little bit now. For sure. Or you're going to pay a lot more for it down the road. Absolutely. Uh, is it is organic that important? Yes. Mm-hmm. The glyphosate mm-hmm. issues and the GMO issues mm-hmm. are bigger than you really can understand. Absolutely. And it's having a lot of detrimental impacts on people's health. 
and um, the, I don't care what you may read in, in the magazines that say it's, it's fine, it's not okay. And in fact, when I have tested glyphosate levels on people who, um, the ones that consume organic primarily, super low, <laughs> glyphosate levels. The ones who it's whatever, mm-hmm. really high glyphosate levels. Yes. So we're, we are able to pick this stuff up on testing. Yeah. And, um, that, and glyphosate is a toxin. It's very harmful to your mitochondria, and the mitochondria are in every one of your cells in your body, mm-hmm. except red blood cells. So anyway, yeah. just yeah. wanted to throw that out there because I want people to understand why we're even talking about this exactly. today because exactly. we care about your kid's health. I just, Paul and I just finished a podcast about, you know, kids' behavior mm-hmm. um, and their school performance mm-hmm. and, and the relationship between their diet. And it's huge. Yes. We see this. Yes. We see this all the time in our practice. And I, you, if you want your kids to reach their full potential, mm-hmm. you want them to be healthy, mm-hmm. The diet is the biggest place you can you can have this impact on their health and their behavior and their school performance. 100%. So why would you not do that? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 we talk to our patients a lot about their normal and um, how sometimes they adapt and their normal becomes something actually pretty unhealthy. But it's been such a slow transition that they didn't even notice it was happening. And I think the same thing happens with our children. We just maybe attribute it to a growth spurt or teenage years or things like that mm-hmm. um, and not factor in organic or non-organic right. foods, food dyes, um, food, sensitivities. food sensitivities, things like that, that um, we think, oh, I can't pick another battle with my kid. Right. Well, it's not a battle if it's just not there in the house. Yes. Don't bring it into the Don't house. In. No. Yeah. And, Same thing with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Paul, you need a hush right now. Do, do say about the dirty 12 mm-hmm. organic. You don't have to spend all the organic. That's true. Yeah, and, and yeah, there is a lot of you have probably heard of the dirty dozen, and those are the ones that you really want to um, buy organic. Right. Not everything needs to be organic, so you need to uh, familiarize yourself with that list. It's called the dirty dozen. You can do a quick Google search, and you'll pull it up real quick, and you can see right there what you, what you really need to buy organic and what you really don't need to be buying organic. Yes. And that'll save you some money right there. Right there. Yeah. Tell me some other budget tips, mm, yeah. Annie, that you've come across. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a family of eight. And um, in February, we'll have four out of the six kids will be teenagers. So uh, oh, growing I'll bodies. I'll be praying for you every night. Yes. <laughs> Most of them are rapidly getting taller than I am. And I'm 5'8". So um, hefty appetites for sure. So we keep a lot of um, things around that are going to be filling, that are quality things, good quality fats, good quality mm-hmm. nut butters, and things like that that they can put on some fruit and, mm-hmm. um, you know, really bring up their satiety levels and they're not just searching for junk. But as far as budget uh, tips, I would say finding ways to incorporate in some less expensive whole foods like mm-hmm. legumes, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, and you might need some of Amy Beard MD enzymes to, <laughs> you know, or prepare them in a way that them. gets rid of the things that yes. can make them problematic for some people. Like yes. requires soaking them overnight and things like that, it's like our grandparents used to. Do. Exactly, exactly. Um, but beans is a good one. That's beans, super cheap. Super, super cheap, and it's that time of mm-hmm. year where everyone's Soup. looking for that. Yes. So I would say keeping. Um, 
you know, we don't eat, we don't eat animal protein for our dinners every single night of the mm-hmm. week. That would be a budget buster yes. for us. Um, and you don't need to. Mm-mm. You no. will live without protein at every, or animal protein at every meal. Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. So we really focus um, half the week at least on getting protein from other sources, such as legumes or quinoa. Um, now, my kids, I did not prepare quinoa well for the first few times. And so when I would grocery shop for it, um, to be completely transparent, they would hide it from me. <laughs> they would hide it in like oatmeal containers and things and I would go to prepare dinner and not find it and be like I guess I didn't buy it and they I had by the time I figured it out they had like 10 pounds of three packages of quinoa yeah so um but adding that to a vegetable based soup I mean it's good that has a a great protein profile to it and it's going to keep them nice and full do you Um, use frozen vegetables uh we do depending on seasonally um we'll we'll do or convenience Mm -hmm. you know if we have a a busy evening well and i haven't planned quite as well as i wanted to then we'll grab frozen instead of chopping now the man in the kitchen right now my husband thinks to buy a bag of frozen onions is like hmm it's really a shortcut that he's not willing to take but i i will buy the organic frozen chopped onions <laughs> Paul shaking, shaking his head his over there head. No I know. Way. they're on the same <laughs> same team I know but um my kids don't taste the difference they don't go this is not freshly chopped onion um so uh, I do buy their palates are that mm, not that uh, developed yet uh, okay. no 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 so uh yeah do buy we do buy uh frozen produce in various forms and because it's good it's still it's picked at its freshest it is and um they they flash freeze that mm-hmm. stuff right there on the spot yes. so you're it's pretty darn fresh um i'm a big fan of the frozen too yes um if you can't have access if you don't have access to the, to yeah. the fresh oh yeah because the seasonal you don't want to buy a bunch of, of vegetables out of season they're they're no good i mean those pink tasteless tomatoes i know in in december who wants that just <laughs> i would forego them at you know just, absolutely nope can't do that absolutely yes yes and so um you know we uh, we do buy the the frozen produce and we do incorporate other protein varieties other than animal protein but we also really like listen to our kids you and I both know that we don't feel like eating the same amount of food every single day and so we don't panic and we don't freak out if there's a kid that's their appetite's just gone way down and they, right. they just aren't eating as much or not as interested in food as they, they were. Um, they're, because they'll eat when they're hungry. They'll eat when they're hungry and they're going to grow and they're going, I mean, the, yeah. the voracious appetite will come back. So um, we just don't panic about right. things like that. We've learned, I mean, I remember as a mom of little ones, all you want to do is see your child eat. You know, if they're eating, they're going to live and they're going right. to, you know, thrive. But man, it's so important what they're putting in their mouths. I know. I have a, a nephew who I'm, I was like, we, we were like, does he, does he ever eat? Right. You know, I'm, I'm like, I need to see this kid eat. I'm, I'm kind of getting concerned, but he, you know, he's the tiniest little thing. He's just having, he hasn't hit his growth spurt. And yes. so, but it's starting to pick up a little bit more, but everybody was always kind of concerned because yeah. he would eat literally like a bird. Yeah. And you're like, how, how is he alive right now? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he got through it, yeah. Yes. And, um, man, I wish 
wish those two I would pay you mm-hmm. if you would take those two kids <laughs> my niece and nephew and just kind of like do a boot camp on them oh. for about a week or two um I've, I've given up anyway wow. they're not my kids there's only so much you can do um you had mentioned so we, we've talked about kind of like the are, are your do your kids eat a lot of fruit they do uh, fruit is the main snack option okay and we like for them to incorporate it with a fat so um but they'll tell you every day to make it last longer to make it last longer the, so it doesn't spike the blood sugar right their the crashing. glycemic effect yeah yes, i don't okay. want them crashing 50 minutes later and biting their siblings head off um so we try to get them to incorporate a fruit with a fat just making sure they're getting their fiber mm-hmm. and those nutrients they might miss otherwise so not having other snack foods in your house moms if you are looking for a way to cut down on your budget and grocery hello stop buying the hello. snack foods the snack food industry is just absolutely bankrupt. it dominates the store yes. that's the majority of the store is yes. processed junk yes absolutely and the marketing you know you're you're not yourself when you're hungry type of marketing yes. is just so sly it is um and truly growing children might need those snacks but man there's there's um, nothing less convenient about grabbing an apple and some almond butter or something like that then i love that's one of my favorite snacks yes, yes. you know and i it's just um i think a lot of parents are comparing i know they feel like they're they might be depriving their child because their dinner their lunch looks so different than this other kids who's just full of you know all the typical snacks that i like that i see people posting on social media about you know what they're feeding their kids and it's always Mm -hmm. making me cringe like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. you just told me the kid had strep throat last week okay now making the connection um so so that's good okay so you you have them pair a, a fruit with a fat mm-hmm. or something with some protein. That's that's Percents. that's a good that's a good um, good advice. So, and you just do not you don't buy it. Mm-mm. They don't have the option, people. Mm-mm. They do not have the option of eating poison. Mm-mm. They don't. No, even if we're buying a breakfast cereal, it's it's going to be a gluten free, dye free, bare bones breakfast mm-hmm. cereal with unsweetened almond milk and. They've just adapted to that over the years. And, um, you know, if they go, if they spend the night with someone else, they're going to see other things. They're also going to feel the difference mm-hmm. because when it's not a part of their regular diet, they feel the ramifications of eating that way very, very quickly. And it's, as my children have gotten older, it's become their decision when they have adapted their eating. It's, it's on them. I am not policing their food but you've taught them you've taught them how to read labels yes she has taught her children how to read labels yes so important what do you have them look for um i well first of all i just put the label in front of them you know if we're having these conversations at dinner and say what do you uh know (laughs) what words do you know (laughs) what can you identify as an actual food ingredient and certainly there are some things that are actually food that are labeled just straight right and you have vitamins and things like that yeah yes but for the most part, if they, if it's this laundry list of ingredients that they really don't know what most of them are, you know, I'll just ask them, how do you think your body breaks that down and process? What, how do you think your body uses that? And how do you think it affects you? Um, mm-hmm. how, what are the, all the possibilities? So teaching them to read those labels and just, because um, I don't want them going around judging other people for what right. they're eating either. 
Um, but but they could educate their friends a little bit, you know? Uh, yeah. I want them educated and empowered for certain. And I don't want them believing that just because it's a restaurant that they can drive through, that that's food. Right. That that's healthy food. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they'll do it some. Yeah. But I don't want them to to be tricked into yeah. just being gullible about all of that. Con- yeah. Convenience. Convenience is killing us. Yes. It, it really it is. is. It's it's killing us. And um, at some point, you've 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 just got to you've really got to th- you've you got to put it away. Mm-hmm. And you've got to pick another way. You've got to pick another way. And you've got everything unfamiliar. This is what I tell our patients all the time. Everything unfamiliar feels inconvenient. The more you mm-hmm. familiarize yourself with this way of eating, and the more your children do, the more convenient it becomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no difference between going in and buying, you know, your traditional processed box of food and buying a bag of quinoa. It takes the exact same amount of time to walk those aisles in the grocery store. It's just one is familiar and you know exactly where you're going and one is not. Well, take a week and get familiar with Mm -hmm. it. Give yourself a lot of grace. Maybe just shoot for a couple of nights a week where you're transitioning. Um, And we've had some real bombs of meals. (laughs) that we just laugh about you know and going okay sometimes you lose um moving on you know yeah it looks like cereal for supper exactly it happens it happens or smooth we do a lot of smoothies as our (laughs) backup backup plan yes or sunday after church when everyone's just like gonna eat the next person Mm -hmm. they see it's okay great we've got all kinds of great (laughs) smoothie options that's a quick fix so but you had told me that your kids actually look at the labels for food dyes mm-hmm. and high fructose corn syrup. Yes. And I thought that was great because those are two things your kids definitely do not need. need. No. They, the food dyes impact the way your digestive enzymes work. Yeah. You do not digest your food well. And I know several kids that go crazy, and their parents will tell you, if yes. they get a hold of red food dye, blue food dye, whatever it is, they yes. know. Yes. And then they're start they're looking around trying to find out where they got it. Absolutely. Because they have been poisoned by the the, the food dyes. Same thing for the high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to really harm your GI microbiome is consuming that stuff. 100%. We were not meant to eat that. No, 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 no. So avoid it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And honestly it just took one of the older siblings having an interaction, one interaction with red food dye, got a terrible headache. Um that was bought, you know, while he was gone doing something uh-huh. else. And he came home with a terrible headache. And I said, what'd you eat? What'd you drink? Tell me, you know, uh-huh. what, what, what'd you have? And he mentioned that. And I said, let's look up the label online. And he saw that and was like, red 40. Why is there red 40 in this drink? And because it makes it look pretty. Exactly. You know? they, they even put yellow food dye in, in pepperoncini Pe- peppers yes. and I'm like why is that even necessary yes and some of your check your vitamin C <laughs> you yes. know it's you know? that's they really put that stuff in in all kinds of things that you would never even suspect it's oh, not just yes. in your candies and things like that no. it's in literally almost all kinds of stuff yes it really is and it will hijack their brains mm-hmm. I can see it so so quickly and so easily and um you know if you live in any type of neighborhood situation and your kids are in your neighbor's homes and we, yeah goodness during this covid situation our neighbor across the street we joke that we're co-parenting now and so our kids will end up in each other's homes for snack time uh-huh. and um 
you know, I just, I had to just say, hey, you know, we're, the, this was about the time the school year was starting, and just said, hey, we, we really stay away from food dyes and a lot of processed sugar, so feel free to send them home for snacks, mm-hmm. or if you want to offer them fruit, go for it. That's so right. generous of you, but just putting it out there. Like, did she th- did she look at you like you're an alien? No. She said, you know, we really <laughs> want to avoid those things too. Oh, Thanks that's for great. Awesome. Maybe you've made, you've converted her oh, to that way. She's a wonderful mom, but that's an only child. And so, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if you have one child, I might be tempted to buy the, all the things with the cartoon characters on right. them and stuff like that yeah. too. And so, um, you would be surprised as moms with your friends, how liberating, and I tell this to my older children too, um, you'd be surprised how you liberate others when you're willing to be vulnerable and honest enough to say, I can't, that doesn't sit so well with me, or I really don't love the way mm-hmm. I feel after eating that. I'm going to choose this instead. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're in a group, you just, you don't want to be the odd man right. out. And um, sure enough, if you can do that, anyone else there who has that level of awareness will appreciate you for it. Right. And probably speak up for themselves yeah. as well. And, you know, anytime you, you change your child's diet, is, is, and especially decreasing the amount of sugar, mm-hmm. fat, especially the bad fats that are yes. in all the processed foods and salt, which is also in high amounts there. Too. Not that salt is bad. Sure. It's just it's bad because it's, it's in all the processed foods, and that's what everybody's eating. So, of course, they're getting a ton of sodium, Everywhere. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, your, your taste buds will adapt if you give them about what two three weeks they're they'll adapt and then they won't be craving all that sugar all the time or it'll only take a little bit of uh, just a little bit to satisfy them a piece of fruit will be enough it will be enough i can't remember how many days it's either seven or ten days you get a new set of taste buds yep and um you know that just giving it time to to uh, detox out of their right. systems a little bit and expect a little bit of erratic behavior yes. they detox it's fine they're fine yep. but um when they're eating all these sodium laden snacks and foods they're what are they going to be more thirsty yep and if you have other options besides water mm-hmm. that's just going to mess with their yep. taste buds even more so another huge budget saving tip is water do not have those drinks in your home no. they're, they're, they serve no purpose at all no even i mean if you cannot win going sugar free you're running into all those nasty artificial sweeteners yep. that are going to hijack their brain mm-hmm. um the sugar laden drinks are going to be really really messing with them as well and listen moms of athletes don't come at me with the oh we need a pre-workout post-workout during you know they've got to drink this way eat this way Tell the gatorade me. stuff yes. oh it's yes just and avoid foods. it and foods yeah I mean, they'll market to those kids tell your child to look up tom brady's diet yes for longevity his, for performance yes his diet is pretty remarkable yeah. you might marry a supermodel <laughs> You never know. So tell him to look that up because uh, he has a, a stellar diet. And I know we're not all dealing with NFL budgets. None of no, us are really. But water's cheap. Water is cheap. Um, just I would probably invest in a, in a filtration system yes. of some sort. Yes. Whether it's a, one of those pitchers or something that goes on your mm-hmm. faucet. Mm-hmm. Just to get rid of a lot of the nasty stuff that's in our municipal water. Absolutely. Because not everybody can, can afford, you know, Mountain Valley spring water right. delivering their water to their right. their house every yes. week, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though that is what I would prefer. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't happen at our house either. Yes. You know? Yeah. Buy, we bought a zero water filter uh, 
situation so that it comes with a little digital measuring device and you know your kids love <laughs> measuring things and you know finding out how uh, strong it is or whatever and so they'll just grab water from tap and bottle and and then that filter and hunter faith my eight-year-old she will tell you when our filter if it measures above a six she's like it's time to change the filter she's on it it's so above she's a six the keeper of the water huh yes she is and she'll <laughs> tell you you measure your tap water it's going to be in the 30s don't do that i love so, her so much um she she um so we're oh, that, that, i know that is, is coming on in isn't yeah. it but that's okay um so water is one way mm-hmm. that you can really help your budget Absolutely. just forego all the other nonsense yeah Nothing good about them. And I even like, you know, some people, I just don't like water. Well, you know, sometimes cucumbers and berries are a great way just to add a hint of taste. And I like it like that also. And uh, you might want to try that with your with your kids too. One hundred percent. Orange slices maybe. Mm -hmm. Some blueberries. Yeah. What's that? Cover milk. Oh, yeah. Mm. The milk situation. Not a fan of it. Um, I don't like the milk they sell in the stores. It's been pasteurized, and the pasteurization process destroys a lot of the enzymes that you need to break it down. Yes. And um, when they, and a lot of kids, we we weren't, I don't, we didn't involve, evolve drinking glasses of milk right we were milking the cow Mm -hmm. and then making uh from making cheese or yogurt with it and consuming it in that way yes which is much more healthy for your gi tract but Uh just simply buying using the milk and i know they have gone on this ad campaign the milk lobby (laughs) the dairy lobby for decades now they have hit it hard but i avoid it at all costs and um, I, I, we tell our patients too because it's often a, a lot of the kids that drink a lot of the milk have a lot of problems. A lot of problems. A lot of um, I see eczema as a uh, eczema, asthma, mm-hmm. um, and, or other skin conditions. But um, they'll have bronchitis a lot or allergies. Mm-hmm. Get get rid of the milk. Yes. First and foremost, especially this time of year. Let's thin out some of that mucus. Yes. Right? Uh huh. If they're all yeah, if they're always snotty, yes. that might be one place that you could um, you could possibly eliminate. Absolutely. And 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 the almond milk is you know it's um doesn't taste like <laughs> cow's milk, yeah. but they will get used to it. Yeah. In this day and age, we have oat milk, rice milk, almond milk. You always you want to mm-hmm. try to go for the unsweetened varieties, obviously, right. or you're just bringing in more sugar, but their taste buds, again, will adapt, or maybe they just don't drink as much milk. Um, we're not a dairy-free household by any stretch, but um, we don't we don't have jugs of milk. Right. We'll do unsweetened almond milk, but if they don't want that, they'll mix it with some They'll mix their cereal or their fruit with um, high-quality yogurt, mm-hmm. and they love that yeah. just as much. I would, yeah. If you're worried about calcium, mm-hmm. you know, because you're not drinking milk, just get over that. Yes. Okay, um, yogurt is a great way to go. Yes. So long it's, it's not those high-sugar right. content yogurts. Yes. Okay, you got to look at the sugar content. Absolutely. Have to. Yes. Um, and um, so we've we've talked about the dairy. Paul wanted us to point that out, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good a Definitely. good thing to point out. Um, and then you had mentioned that you let your kids make their own lunches. Yes. Okay. Tell us about how that started and how that's going. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I do that is because I, I heard this quote one time where they were like, we're, we're building Cadillacs, not Ferraris. Like we're building these kids to last and we don't want, if they put 
the wrong gas in the Ferrari and it chokes and dies on the side of the road. Like, you know, we're, we're wanting to make hearty, hefty kids. And so what I understand is that kids like mac and cheese. Kids like um, kid food. And so I'm going to choose what type of kid food we have in our household. Um, you know, my kids like cheese. They mm-hmm. like, um, you know, traditional kid type foods. But I'm going to choose the animal proteins we have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose um, if we're doing any type of bread. You're not, bread you're not choosing craft singles, no, right? Okay. No. That's that, Yeah. Don't even look at that stuff no. anymore. And the, like the Lunchables. Oh, those are just, I know, and I see everybody mm-hmm. send, send those in their yes. kids' lunch boxes, and it just kind of makes me sad. It is. You can, you can you make know? your own. You can make your own Lunchables, what, for what, sure. What do they like to make for their lunches? Um, they'll do a, a Lunchable variety type uh-huh. of situation, um, but they will tell you, if you ask them, what do you have for lunch? Well, I have a protein and a fruit and a veggie, and, that, I mean, that's usually <laughs> And it always looks different. Uh-huh. So, so a lot of times we'll have the protein from the dinner that we had the night before. Right. They'll grab that out of the fridge. Um, but they'll say, what does your mom ask you every day at lunch? Did I get a fruit and veggie with it? You know, mm-hmm. because one, they're still going to be hungry. But two, that's a great time to get those phytonutrients. Yes. In. How colorful of a, how broad of a spectrum uh, as far as color goes, can your kid have? And we have those resources mm-hmm. available. I send to our, our moms all the time of, Print this out and give it to your kid. Yep. Check. Let them check the boxes of what color foods they ate that day. Was it all brown and tan? <laughs> <laughs> Not or, good. No. Or did it have some diversity in it there? It looks like my closet. <laughs> A lot of white, so brown, your gray. Colors, your colors, though. <laughs> so. and, and I was going to, um, you know, if your kid is eating, if you're worried about your kid still being hungry after mm-hmm. something that sounds so Spartan, mm-hmm. When they're eating high-quality food and they get that microbiome back in balance and, and they're not feeding a bunch of can, a yeast overgrowth that occurs yeah. when you're eating a lot of processed foods and sugar, yes. they're not going to be hungry all the they're time. They're not going to be hungry as often, no. And, and, when they and you are, shouldn't freak out about that. Exactly, exactly. You demand that, I mean, that they, uh, we, we have meal times, but... Um, they, if they don't feel like a snack that day, that's yeah. fine. And you don't, do you make them clean their plate? Mm-mm. No. Good. Thank you. No. We, um, we give them an appropriate amount of food to start with. Mm-hmm. And if um, they finish it, great. They want more, great. All right. If there's still a few bites left and they're just kind of looking at me like, mm, you know. Right. They're not complaining. They're just done. Yeah. I think it's really important to honor that. Um, yeah, you don't ever want your kid, force your kid to eat when they're not hungry. That's no, a very bad habit. No. Um, we've got a lot of overweight people because of that right now. Absolutely. And just disrupted GI. Maybe they had a stressful yeah. last half of the day with mm-hmm. classwork or something. And right. And they're... Um, or maybe they weren't that active that day. Exactly. Maybe their motility slowed down just a little bit. It's fine to honor yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So how do you how do you plan? Because <laughs> that I think is that's where really you can have all these great intentions, and we can tell you all these wonderful things, but yes. you better have a plan. Yeah. To make it happen. Definitely. Definitely. Without a plan, you're you're going to fail for sure. You leave this up to your willpower as a mom, and you're going to cave to your kids almost every single time I do and I've been doing this for a very long time you're tired you've been working yeah Yeah, you're gonna go for the convenient Mm -hmm. option that's familiar to everyone that you know no one's gonna complain about 
and Stouffer's lasagna. <laughs> Stop it. No. Exactly. Yeah, I know it, it can taste good, but man, it's no, no. You, we can't do it. We just, uh, uh-uh. especially not in, um, you know, the majority of the time there's going to be exceptions. We well, yes. have a lot of birthdays right. in this household, mm-hmm. but if the majority of the time we're staying in yeah. our lane, not a big deal at all. Planning is is absolutely key. Now you're hitting me as I come off a of vacation and I came home on a Monday and goodness. Oh wow, that bet that really threw you off. Exactly, because I'm making my menu for the week in my um, grocery list that I usually do like a, a Kroger right a click list or um, sometimes Walmart. Do you have a deep freeze? We don't. No, people would be astonished to know wow. how limited our space is. We do go to the store more often mm-hmm. than we want to. Well, that's because okay. Of that. yeah. yeah, and your your stuff stays fresh when you're going. You that's know, true. Now, I know everybody. Nobody wants to go to the grocery store every few days, but if you sometimes it's necessary to yes. for unless you want to if you buy a bunch of you know produce and it just goes bad exactly exactly nobody wants to do that it's a big waste of money too exactly yes so um so so you plan your meals out on a weekly basis yes and we keep it nice and simple and that way i can ensure that we're not having animal protein every single night that i know what snacks are going to be available in the house Mm -hmm. um and yeah that that we're not we we look at it realistically do you let the kids get involved with the planning Occasionally, I will ask, especially if they're in the room with me, I'll be like, hey, what's your suggestion oh, okay. for yeah. dinner this week? And um, Hunter loves pesto, so she's like, anything with pesto. And, um, it, it, you know, they all have different different tastes and different Denver wants pad thai every single week. So <laughs> That's my child. Sometimes we accommodate them and sometimes we don't. But we... Um, we do ask them if they're around. And we know we're not going to, with six kids, you're not going to hit it on. Yeah. Where do you get your ideas? Do you go to Pinterest? Because I'm always on there on Pinterest trying to find stuff. I can get overwhelmed. I really yeah. think that that's amazing that women can go on there. And I remember whenever I was finishing um, IIN and even the board certification, like there were people that would leave those um, programs and be like, I'm going to create a blog or I'm going to write a book. And I'm like, I'm, I will read your book. <laughs> I cannot wait to look at your blog. Um, there's a fellow graduate of mine named Megan who started a website called Detoxinista. And she's a mom of, of two now. And she has fantastic recipes, simple, tried and true, um, that I know our family. What's the name of her blog? Detoxinista. Detoxinista. Yes, Detoxinista.com. She gets your your gets your stamp of approval. My stamp of approval. Okay, that's a big deal. Yes. All right, guys, write that down. Yes. Even if um, lots of uh, what we would probably consider dessert ideas, um, but under all of her tabs, if they're specific nut allergies or candida recipes, right. things like that, where you just need to refine it a little bit more, she'll do that. Um, she does have books, but she's kind of shot herself on the foot because her blog is just too good. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could get myself together enough yeah. to do something like that, but uh, I try. Um, there was one thing I do want to point out is whenever you make significant changes to your kid's diet, especially mm-hmm. in the in the, the sugar department, yes. um, something can occur, especially if you do this really quickly. Okay? Mm-hmm. I would always recommend just gradually cutting back on the sugar because if they have um, candida overgrowth, which yeah. we're seeing a lot of in kids now, um, the die-off can be significant mm-hmm. when you remove the fuel and their their food source. Yes. They will die off, and it's the, the the die-off is very toxic, 
it can cause flu-like symptoms in some, behavior changes in others. Mm-hmm. So um, if that happens, um, you know, Absolutely. it might be short-lived, but if it happens, <laughs> kind of maybe slow things down, like you said. You know, and, and, and rule out food sensitivities. Mm-hmm. If you have a child who is, you know, you're, you're, feeding, what, you're feeding him healthy, you know, um, but he's still struggling in the temper tantrum department yeah. um, or meltdowns or not, or struggling in school, mm-hmm. um, you have got to rule out, or if they have like eczema or some kind of chronic condition, allergies yes. is a big one, yeah. GERD. Um, you've got to rule out food sensitivities. Um, kids who have ADHD are seven times more likely to have a um, food sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And so the most common ones are your gluten or mm-hmm. wheat products, um, dairy. And, the, and dairy is, there's, it could be the whey component, right. could be the casein component, could be the lactose component or some other type of protein. Um, eggs. Uh, corn, soy, legumes sometimes, probably because they're not being prepared correctly, right. and nuts. Um, and so those are the most common, but you can have a food sensitivity to any food. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so uh, how, do we, how do we determine that? Yeah, yeah. What do we do? Well, Amy? we do a fantastic elimination diet, a formal elimination mm-hmm. diet. And this actually, you know, like you say all the time, do it once, do it right. right. Instead of eliminating gluten for, you know, a month or a couple of weeks and then moving on to another item. And you're, before you know it, your child's been doing an elimination plan for six, six months. months. Yeah. Don't do that. Just take a month and eliminate what we ask you to. And then the all important step of formally reintroducing it. Mm-hmm. This is where I love to get the kids on the Zoom call mm-hmm. with their parents when we're doing a consultation and I'm like, get them on here first. Let me be the bad guy talk to them about why we need to eliminate these foods but second let let me talk to them about how important this is that we introduce reintroduce these foods properly right every three days is yes. typically what we're doing right because yes. it can take up to three days to realize you have reacted to yes. something it's not always immediate it can no. take up to three days before that's you right. feel that that's right and it might be to something what i love about the elimination plan is that it's so empowering you will know moving forward mm-hmm. if you have a response and you're not quite sure where it came from look at you know look at what you've had if there's anything new there eliminate it eliminate give it at least a couple weeks out of your out of your diet and then formally reintroduce it but doing the formal elimination plan for 30 days just equips you so beautifully to be able to know how to navigate food sensitivities for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life because your health is never going to be static and neither were your children's and so um to be able to to know how to navigate that as a mom and teach them how to navigate Mm -hmm. it how Denver, my oldest, figured out she's, and we're having cauliflower tonight, but she's sensitive to cauliflower. Wow. It makes her dizzy. Okay. I, I mean, gives her a little headache, makes her a little dizzy. Well, I'm not going to be like, hey, it's good for you. Get over <laughs> no, it. No, it's not good for you if no. it makes you dizzy. Something about it. Exactly. I'm going to say, listen to that and eliminate it for a while. And she did, and she brought it back in. Um, but she is, she wants to be gluten free. And so cauliflower everything these days oh, and she it's found, not even good yeah she found she was really having um a reaction yeah. to it so paying attention to that and um, she feels very empowered now to good. know if i want to feel my best right 
Gonna we all want to feel our best, yes. you know, and um, the, there's a lot of elimination and reintroduction diets out on the market. Mm-hmm. I found most of them to be lacking um, in strategy and can provide a lot of bad results. Absolutely. Um, our, when we do it, we're actively working on rehabbing the yes. gut lining because there's usually a lot of gut permeability involved yes. once you, because you've been eating so badly. Yes. Um, and so you, you have to make sure that you're working on your gut health before you start reintroducing those foods. Exactly. Um, reintroducing foods back, back onto a leaky gut or a, a permeable gut gut is going to give you bad results you're going to react to a food that you probably will do fine with once your gut is healed exactly exactly yes um all right so i think um well there i just something just slipped my mind i was going to ask you about it um oh well so um have we missed anything i'm trying to you know um i do want to mention this i'll take the time to mention this there was um I've, I've used this particular patient in um, a presentation I've done before, um, but because his, his results were so remarkable <laughs> when we cleaned up his diet and determined his food sensitivities. Yes. This kid was struggling, um, Had was given the diagnosis of ADHD. Mm-hmm. ADHD. His parents did not want to put him on medications. Mm-hmm. He was having horrible eczema to the point where his mom was having to wrap his arms because he would scratch them so badly during the night and yeah. even realize that they would just be bloody the next morning. Um, and he had, he had eczema and he was struggling so badly in school. Yeah. Um, just not doing well at all. And, uh, we did basically a, a little total gut job on him, a yeah. little, a little revised version of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, it was it was incredible. Mm. He um, his his eczema went away. Mm. He was no longer needing allergy medications because they were having they were using all kinds of allergy med Zyrtec and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he they determined he had issues with um, gluten. Yes. And um, they removed that. And his school performance just took off. <laughs> and he started growing. Yes. His his growth started um, taking off as well. Yes. In no time at all. Yeah. And it was such a dramatic response and. And we see, you know, they might not always be that dramatic, yeah. but there's some that are. Yes. Um, yes. Kids who have had, had GERD their whole life yeah. couldn't even lay back down in a dental chair mm. without it, you know, producing horrible symptoms. And mm. now they, no problems at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're, and they're feeling so much better. And um, there's just all these kids that are coming to my mind now. And yeah. I, I still keep track of them and, and their parents on <laughs> social media. And they're just like, man, she's, she's grown four inches in yes. like, since she saw you. And she's just doing great. And... That is just music to our ears because that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. You and I have been patients before. Yes. We have had our our very own health struggles. Absolutely. You especially. Yeah. You know, and uh, me too. And we just don't, I don't want to see anybody go through what we've had to go through. And every one of those moms that you're talking about, I think if um, you ask them, hey, did doing this change your budget grocery wise? They would have said, oh, I don't care. At all. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Look at my yeah. child, right? Um, and most of them will say it really didn't have that much of an impact no. either because they're no longer buying all the no. 
the, the processed foods. Or the medications. Or the, medi- or the medications, the trips to the doctors exactly. and all that. Yeah, exactly. And their kids are empowered and excited. I know a couple of the kids you're talking about, and goodness, they are our biggest advocates. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. I know. They are little spokespeople, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Um, all right. Is there any, so we've, should we just wrap it up? Let's just go through the, the your top yes. Your top things that you could recommend right now to our parents who are really wanting to make changes. Yes, yes. Well, I think um, if you are married, mm-hmm. have a conversation. <laughs> you you want to be that. on the same team. Yeah. And you if it's your child's health, I yes. think that's probably, you know, you're not going to have too much pushback on that. But moms, if, if um, one one entry point into the conversation is, hey, I wanna I wanna make sure we're pursuing better health to save our family money in the long run and do it as a family. Exactly. I think everybody yes. has to be kind of on board. Absolutely. Right? Mom and dad need to get on board first, and because it's gonna help you too. Exactly. And then bring the kids on board at, with a united front mm-hmm. of, hey, here's what we're doing. And as you said, transition slowly. Let's not cause this major right. significant detox of the whole family where. You know, everybody's got flu-like symptoms at the same time. Jerry Springer at the dinner table, (laughs) and everybody's sick in bed. Let's not do that. Uh, But let's maybe start with breakfast and do that for a week, Mm -hmm. and then let's move on to lunch. Or for our family, again, we really focus on breakfast and dinner, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, uh, making sure those are the two top quality meals, and then working on snacks. Right. Um, That's a big one. Yes, and and. Uh, I, I know some people are all or nothing. Let go of that. Really focus on what you're doing the majority of the time, what your kids are doing the majority yeah. of the time. Um, and um, you, You're not perfect. We mm, don't expect mm, you to be. We're not perfect. No, 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 no. Um, but the, the budget savers are getting rid of those drinks, mm-hmm. getting rid of those um, items that are specifically marketed towards kids. Uh-huh. They are, you are buying small quantities of very expensive low quality food don't do that yeah that's that's a that's a budget killer even though it's so exciting to watch your little one gobble it down Mm -hmm. and you feel good about them having a good snack um no give them give them something else so uh, moving away from those kid foods will save Mm -hmm. so much money um moving away from the drinks will save so much money getting rid of the big jugs of milk that you're going through on a daily basis yeah they do not need that yeah and then they they might push back on the milk, but you know they'll get they'll get over it. Yeah, those dopamine receptors will take thirty days to heal up from the how how downregulated yeah. they are from that milk. Yes, and, and then they'll be okay. Um, so, you know, transition easily with them. Um, I know we are going into holiday season, oh, and most yeah. kids are sick from Halloween to Easter because it is mm-hmm. just sugar and candy. It and is. It's sad. It does not have to be that way. Um, don't don't cave into that. I we let our kids celebrate and and have those days. Mm-hmm. It's not the day. It's not Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter. It's the leftover mm-hmm. piles of candy that last for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Um, that's what needs to be taken care of. And you can be as creative as you want right. with that. Um, or you can let them have one thing, you know, right. uh, at the the once a week or something. Just you know, teaching them moderation. Do they? Do they? Do they? When they eat a piece of candy, do they feel it? I mean, do they? 
Well, depends on what it is. De- it totally depends on what it is. And they, again, they know first and foremost, we're looking for those food dyes. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking for the sugar content right. and, you know, they all have their favorites and, mm-hmm. and, um, honestly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're real choosy because if, if, uh, we let them have that on a Friday night, well, then I have school the next day. Right. We know what to expect. Yeah. 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 So just, just thinking through things like right. that. Um, but, uh, it also, as far as budget goes, thinking through how many times a week are we having meat? Again, is your spouse the one that's really wanting that meat and potatoes? Or can we get on board with some stews and some soups? Y'all do some, eggs a lot? We do. We have mm-hmm. quite a few eggs. No one has an egg sensitivity Oh, thank here. goodness. That is a really sweet yeah, thing. Yeah, I can't eat them. And I love them. I know. I know. And, and they're a budget safer. They are. So. And do you buy Do you buy the, buy the cage-free? We do. We buy the happy eggs. Good. Right now is the best we can find at the store, but our neighbor also has chickens. Gives them That's great. To us as well. So we're very grateful for that. And everybody wants to um, kind of, um, and we're going to end just shortly, but everybody freaks out about the prices of the cage free eggs. But that is still a super cheap protein it source. Really is. You're it really is. I yeah. mean, I mean, don't everybody's so accustomed to this, <laughs> this, this super cheap egg price yeah. Yeah. that when they see the the cage free, they freak out. But you're still getting so much. It's less than a dollar for a meal. For exactly. Sure. So yeah, think of it sure. in that terms. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt and. Uh, Paul's doing this thing right here, telling me to like wrap it up. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Anything? Any other parting words of wisdom? Any hell? Those are the big ones, but I would say, um, sit with yourself for a moment and um, think through how you want to feel about how you fed your family. And think, project ten years from now. Where do you? How do you want your kids to be as teenagers, as mm-hmm. far as their health and? their food addictions or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, just sit with yourself and, and think through those things. Visualize that and then set your plan accordingly. Move gently into that transition. Um, it's going to be unique to you. It's going to be different than what mine looks like. Yeah. But but do that and don't second guess yourself and set up a consultation if you need to talk yes. through it. If you are overwhelmed and you need some guidance, she is your go-to. We will talk. Yes, and um, she's just such a, a great source of, of, of wisdom. She's done this. She knows what she's talking about. We are on the same page. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you, you've got to, you have to do this. Your kids, your kids' life is at stake. Absolutely. And I, I'm not being overly dramatic, but I, I, most of the, the issues that we are facing today or the, that our children are facing mm-hmm. today with all these, they're, they're having more and more chronic issues, and that is very disturbing to me. Yes. But it's because of what you're letting them put into their mouths. Absolutely. The food, food is either your, your, it can either help you or harm you. Exactly. And it's really your choice, okay? Absolutely. And you do have a choice. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And there's a difference between common and normal. I know it might be common to look around mm-hmm. and see their peers with um, acne and eczema and allergies and thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. That's common. It is not, not normal. normal. No, it's, it's not. not. Normal. Let's, let's stop making it common. Let's start getting back to normal. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Annie. Such um, an honor. I, I always, whatever. It is. I, I love coming over here because I love your house and uh, <laughs> I love your kids and love you. And we um, both just got back from Colorado, so we're yes. sharing stories. And, um, yes. So, anyway, I hope you guys found this to be very informative and, and have learned something. And if anything, have walked away with knowing that you can't keep feeding your kids 
process crap yeah. and expecting them to act well because yeah. they're not. Yes. They're they're just not going to that going to do that. So anyway, if you um if you feel overwhelmed and you want some guidance, please reach out to us yeah. and and schedule some time with Annie. She would love to help you, and uh, we've uh, I've seen her help so many people. Mm. Um, and it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. Absolutely. And, and it's going to be worth it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. And we will see you soon. Definitely. Bye. Bye. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man. So I don't do no drugs. I just take pack sales and exo. Flow.